0: A House Sivis Broadcasting.
1: Happy Far, everyone. Today is the 20th of Dravago, Year of Our King 998. My name is Alufi Haskell de Sivis.
0: And I'm Silas de Civis. And I'm also quite convinced that it is currently Lavrion not Dravago. It is unseasonably hot and even here in our booth I can feel it.
1: Oh yeah. Like you can tell that the the cooling runes in here are working their butts off. Do runes have butts? Working? I I'm
0: you're the man I would not know.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm happy that we have them because I could not imagine Uh, sitting in a hot studio right now
0: (laughs) oh no it would be unbearable we went through that a little last year right at the start of everything because we didn't have the runes in place but man i am thankful we do today
1: Mm -hmm. you know um i went down to my favorite cafe today i got myself like a nice little iced beverage it was really it was really fun it was nice kind of tried to keep the the heat off but, uh, you know, it's 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 been a bad one.
0: And, you know, uh, that that's nice. I'm glad to hear that you had a nice school day. I was invited to see uh, something special by a friend of mine. He said he had a dragon shard from somewhere in the Talentin Plains that I would find fascinating. And so I went to his office today and I was like, oh, this will be nice. I went all the way down there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I
0: stood outside for an hour. Mm-hmm he never showed. He did not show up at all. I spent an hour outside of Toffrin Demilic's office and I waited and waited and waited and he never showed up. Toffrin, if you are listening, I am going to hurt you. It was so unbearably hot and I, I, you know, uh, I wish I had a cool drink with me. That would have been
1: nice. Do you think, do you think it's because like Fernia is is Kuderminius right now? I don't think it is.
0: I have no idea what that means, but probably.
1: You know what that means. It's oh, when, like, yeah, the, of
0: course. I definitely know what that means.
1: When you look up in the sky tonight, look to see if Ayer is really, really shiny, even though it's not the month of Ayer.
0: Oh, well, thank you, Alufi, for that condescending answer there. Just because I don't pay attention to the moons and all that doesn't mean that I'm not as educated on other things.
1: Oh yeah, you're really educated on hitting people with big old sharp sticks.
0: They're called swords. Yeah. No, you you say yeah, but you, see, I'm much more educated on that. I also know lightning rails. I went to the station today and spent a portion of my time there. That was a really enjoyable time.
1: Was this before or after you spent an hour outside of some guy's office?
0: It was after. Uh, okay. So I went there and then I spent three hours in a tavern where they had uh, cool drinks. And mm-hmm. then uh, I stumbled my way to the station and I was excited to be there. And I was going to go and look around at the rails. But unfortunately, uh, they had it blocked off. Ooh, why? They were transporting something for House Lyrand or some big obelisk looking thing i got little glimpses of it it looked very intricate it was like a big stone with runes but they wouldn't they wouldn't let anyone near
1: that's weird normally why ran why wouldn't they just use an airship
0: i imagine because of the weight it was massive i can't stress that enough it was the size of two rail carts
1: oh my gosh two
0: yes i was gonna book passage but then i remembered i had to do this today and i was like "Eh, well that's
1: (laughs) you remembered
0: Well, again, I spent three hours in a tavern.
1: Man, Neeps really knows how to sober you up, then. It is
0: a good, good cup of coffee here.
1: Anyway, we've got quite a show for you today. Uh, We actually have two different guests. Coming in right uh, after our intro music is going to be a member of the Sharn Watch.
0: And then after that mandatory guest, we have a special guest that I'm excited about. uh, Our good friend, Genbo Santor de
1: Sivas. I can't wait to see him again.
0: We won't, but it'll be nice to hear him at least.
1: Hear him, yeah. On the other side of this intro music, then, you'll be listening to A Chronicle of Echoes.
0: And we're back. Today we have a guest with us here in the booth that I'm a little apprehensive to have with us, but he was very insistent. And that is Patrolman Orson Lawson.
1: Welcome, Orson. And It is
3: an absolute pleasure to be here with you today.
1: Wow, Uh, your voice is very aggressive.
3: It's one of those things when you're out running around protecting the city, your voice gets a little... Horse at times, it happens.
1: It feels like it's a it's a big horse, not a little one.
0: Not a pony. No, I, I get
3: to <laughs> make that joke and not <laughs> you, yes. It <laughs> was a good one, it was a good one. <laughs> that was rather funny, yes.
1: Patrolman, uh, why why don't you explain why, why we have you in the booth today?
3: So the thing is that I am the current lead on your uh, tread case that you guys have. And I'm trying to find him. And in doing so, I'm trying to keep everybody safe, and so I came in there today. Spent a little bit of time with all of you, and I uh, get feel for what may have happened to a Mr. Tread.
1: Well, since you're in, I would love to talk about the uh, intricacies of what it is to be uh, a member of the Sharn Watch.
0: You must not be busy, considering you forced your way in here and have made it abundantly clear that you would put us through kyber if we didn't let you interview and uh made it quite difficult for our friend gembo we'll talk about that in a minute uh so so yes tell us what it's like to be a member of the watch well it's uh
3: it's not easy i'm not gonna lie the whole thing is uh, a little more difficult than i initially anticipated when i was growing up said i always wanted to be a guard but what they don't tell you is that uh most of what you do you're not gonna get the solve. A lot of the crime that goes on in this city gets solved by adventurers or wandering strangers, cosmic forces. Most of what we do is just trying to keep the streets safe, making sure people don't die on the falls, because you know that's a real issue. And then uh just making sure that like parade permits are enforced. It's uh it's a pretty lackluster job, to be quite honest.
1: Patrolman Lawson, um where here in Sharn did you grow up?
3: I grew up down in Ship's Towers, right near the mud caves, right on the the cusp of between the two districts. And, you know, growing up, uh, crime really influenced my neighborhood. And so I decided that I was going to do something to make it uh, a little better.
1: Look, the waterfront district, that is that is definitely one of the harsher places to, to grow up here in Sharn. Uh,
3: especially during, you know, the storm seasons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, 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 goodness. So, how do you feel about um, the claims uh, from both the Corenberg Chronicle and the Sharn Inquisitive, as well as uh, many of the counselors here in Sharn, that the Watch is an inherently corrupt organization?
3: I mean, how do you feel about claims that House Service is corrupt, or that the whole... Dragon Mark Houser's things is a little backwards. There's a lot of people who say a lot of things. But you know what? When you're on the streets, doing what you can each and every day, you don't think about that. You think about the little guy you're helping. Not some guy sitting behind the desk making all sorts of outlandish claims.
1: Now, I am just making sure the little guy you're helping is not a halfling.
0: You know, let's, not, let's not touch on that, because I don't want to... Can we not anger them today? I, I
1: apologize, Silas. Uh, I don't know I—I I don't know what's gotten into me. See,
3: that's the interesting thing about House Civis. You got a guy who's got ties right here. The House Boromore. And what do you do? You say, oh, it's the Sharn Watch. Oh, the Watch is the bad guys. Not the guy who's telling everyone in the city that he's in with the Boromore clan.
1: What I'm getting from you right now, Patrolman Lawson is that you don't want to make a comment on the corruption of the Sharn Watch at this moment in time and would rather not say anything.
3: I don't know, Mr. Sivis. I, I thought this was going to be a friendly time and I could say hey, hey to the boys and it'd be a nice time. But no, you want to go ahead and ask me about that? I don't think the Sharn Watch is corrupt. And you did not address the corruption charges within your own house, so I think I'm gonna go ahead and leave now. You enjoyed the rest of your time with your little friend. I'll be the one protecting you in the hallway, making sure that psychopath in the other room doesn't get out.
1: He's not a psychopath. He's just a writer.
0: It was an absolute pleasure having you here. You know, uh, I respect the Sharn Watch, and I'm a huge fan of having the Sharn Watch protect us in our day-to-day lives.
1: I agree entirely. I was just asking his opinion on what he thinks about all of these different institutions saying that his institution is a correct one. I just wanted to know what he thought about that and if he had any rebuttals to that. You know, as a beat watchman, I would imagine that he has a lot of ideas and thoughts on how him and his comrades are perceived in Sharn
0: maybe we will do a thing where we bring on uh, other Sharn Watch members and we can find out and and get more insight onto that uh, without being as vitriolic. Uh, But again, he did make it abundantly clear that he was going to be on regardless of what we
1: wanted. Yeah, definitely other members of the Watch and Guard. Anyway, uh, right after this fun little bit of music, we are going to be speaking to our wonderful friend, Gembo Santor de Civis.
0: Today we have a guest who I've been excited to talk to for some time, and has finally come in today. Our very good friend, Genbo Santor DeCivis.
2: Salutations, Mr. Silas. Salutations, Mr. Uh, Luffy.
0: You do not have to lean in so close to the hole there. We can hear you oh. clearly, Genbo.
2: I'm sorry, I, I wasn't sure how this would work. I'm, I, I want to make sure that the singer device is picking up my voice sufficiently.
0: Well, it, it has done so for countless sponsors before. Uh, for, for our listeners, uh, Genbo uh, has been relegated to the sponsor booth, uh, and, and he's talking to us through the wall here, uh, through this hole. Uh, and and uh, that, that is uh, because I may have mentioned Corners of Corvair in regard to Tread, and now uh, Genbo is getting some serious questions.
2: It's a perfectly reasonable response.
1: Um. Well, I mean, I'm I'm happy to have Gimbo here. I mean, you know, it, it's nice to hear you again since we had that picnic the other day. How are you liking Sharn?
2: Well, I'm I'm almost done with my my list of the twelve places to visit, and, and of course, I've gone a couple other places myself and written about them. Um. But Sharn is, my goodness, it it's just it's so. So much, isn't it?
1: It can get pretty busy sometimes, yeah.
0: So, uh, I have questions regarding whether or not the City Watch is letting you leave the city. Uh,
2: Not just yet. Uh, They seem to have drawn an unfair connection between your colloquial use of the phrase Corners of Corvair with my uh, eponymous article in the Kornberg Chronicle, and unfortunately... Uh, Getting an official statement from the editors at the Chronicle is taking a little bit longer than I would prefer, but I completely understand. I just want this trad business to come to a conclusion. And if that conclusion were a happy one, I think we'd all be better off for it.
0: Well said. I think we'd all like a happy outcome here. Would you like to take this opportunity here to vehemently deny that you had anything to do with Trad's kidnapping and or murder?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> my name is Genbo Santor Decivus, house agent and order of the scribes, fourth class, correspondent at large for the Kornberg Chronicle, and I am in no way Affiliated with or related to the nefarious person or persons who have caused the disappearance of the subscribe trad trindadadel.
1: Well, uh, now that we have all of that taken care of and, uh, you know, said where everybody can see. I mean, I think that it's pretty obvious that you didn't do it because. you weren't even in Sharn when Trad went missing. and
2: That's, that's correct. And, and uh, my publications in the Chronicle uh, prove that definitively. I
1: just think that the Sharn Watch are just dumb.
0: Let's not defame anyone in the Watch. We are indebted to those who protect the city. So let, let's treat them with that respect.
1: Uh... You're right. They're extremely misguided.
0: Oh, Gambo! You you uh, brought us gifts. Did you? Uh, we have
2: yes. Uh, um, well, uh, I brought gifts uh, for each of you. Uh, let me start with uh, Mr. Furrowbow. Uh, for him, I obtained a, a lovely uh, matching uh, waistcoat and cravat in braylish blue from the dyers in Gallows. Well, I don't know
0: if you can see him through the hole there, but he is he is enjoying that.
2: Well, I'm 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 glad uh if you would let him know I I I'd thoroughly enjoy seeing an exploded diagram of the singer device at some point uh but anyway uh for uh Miss Alufi uh I got you a a a, a tunic in uh, a new color that's just out of Gallaspire called uh, Laharian L- 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 orange Uh, And this particular color uh, has not made its way into the fashion consciousness of the City of Towers just yet. Uh, So you'll be on the forefront of that trend.
1: Oh my goodness, it's so pretty! Okay, but I'm going to have to go get changed later.
0: So it... I don't know if I enjoy that color. It looks... Uh, aggressive. It looks like uh, I. I'm concerned by looking at that. It, it immediately the 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 orange is just very uh very bright,
2: like a summer sunrise. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'll look like a summer sunrise, Silas.
2: Yeah, they will track
0: you all throughout <laughs> the city. I am certain of that. With that color, uh, I I am surprised. It, it it definitely feels more at home further north than. Way down here.
1: I think you're just jealous.
2: in addition to the tunic, uh, Miss Alufi, I, I also acquired for you a uh, a white azalea that I rescued from the parliamentary gardens uh, in Rowett. Uh The only thing is that you have to promise to keep it alive as long as possible and never wear it as a decoration on your clothing uh, because it apparently has political ramifications.
1: Oh, I mean, I think political ramifications are neat. Well, but
2: that—that's why the the flower beds were being ripped up. Is that uh, supporters of uh, the Brelish royal family in Parliament had begun wearing white azaleas as a as sort of a symbol of their allegiance to the throne, and uh, their opposition passed legislation. Uh, outlawing displays of uh, political partisanship on the grounds of Parliament, and so this poor woman had to rip up her entire flower bed of azaleas. Uh, I wrote about it in one of my corners of Corvair articles, and uh, I was able to rescue this one
1: for you. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm gonna keep it. Um, but I won't wear it like you told me to. Um, but thank you. Those guys in robes sometimes they're just really silly, huh?
2: Yep.
0: And by that, we mean that we have no opinions on what uh, the, the, the capital and the king do in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we support him entirely.
2: But what are you doing?
1: I'm sorry.
2: am <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, for you, Mr. Silas, I have a diary of the Lightning Rod Society of Passage. Uh, this is the book they use. Uh, when they cite uh, carriages along the lightning rail tracks, they can turn to that carriage's page and mark off that they've seen it. Uh, This is the second edition of the the diary, and uh, I'm told it's quite advanced.
0: Oh, wow, that is an extremely thoughtful gift. I'm surprised to see this. I, I have a lot of love for the lightning rail, and that means a lot. Thank you, Gunbo.
2: You're quite welcome, Mr. Silas. Uh, Given your predilection for the lightning rail, I I thought it was apropos.
0: Absolutely. Apropos.
1: So, Silas, this means that you can actually have a real reason to look at the lightning rails now and not do like your weird sketchbook thing you normally do.
0: I mean, I respect that. Are you going to be able to wear that bright of a color to the petting zoo or are you going to blind all of the
2: animals?
1: I don't know, does House Orion think that it's alright that you, like, stare at their lightning rails in a sexual way, or... Uh,
2: not to interrupt, but, uh, I I do have one more present for Mr. Silas. Oh. This one took a bit of doing, uh, but I was in Greywall recently, uh, and I brought you a bottle of something called Brain Sledge.
0: Oh wow that that is uh, difficult to come by that is quite illegal.
2: Um technically uh it's only illegal to import brain sledge across national borders. Uh and since Jerome, of course isn't a recognized thronehold nation i never actually imported it across a national border. But just in case you're worried about a technicality like that uh i also went to the speakers guild And I, uh, uh, my vocabulary is failing me. I also went to the Speakers Guild and I obtained an official writ uh, designating this bottle as a diplomatic gift between the Notaries Guild and the Broadcasting Guild. Uh, And so there is no illegality with that bottle.
0: Well, that is a lot to go through just to make sure that I get this. I am looking forward to giving it a try. Uh, I'm assuming that the reason it is missing, uh, I would say a couple of mouthfuls there, is that the watch making sure that it's not poison, is that what you were doing? Well, uh, he seems to be enjoying it, so I will uh, have to give it a sample, I I think in the privacy of my own quarters.
2: I I would recommend that. Uh, Apparently, the hangovers that it can induce are much more potent than the intoxicating effects.
0: Well, I hope that uh, the gentleman who decided to sample that has a lovely morning tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to take that. I've had some pretty rough mornings myself, so we'll have to find out.
2: Well, I wish you luck, Mr. Silas.
1: We'll just make sure that like someone from House Durasco stops by your apartment later.
0: I should just keep one on retainer. I've said that for a while now, that I should just have House Arasco on retainer. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, I do have one question, though, Genbo. It's been eating at the back of my mind, uh, much like this cocktail will do shortly. How exactly were you listening to the Echoers if you weren't in Shard when Trad was taken?
2: That's a that, that's a very uh, interesting question with a very interesting answer, Mr. Silas. Uh, I have an artificer friend uh, who has invented uh, a device called the encipherer or the enciphering device, which can encipher sounds onto small discs of metal that can then be deciphered later uh, and the audio can be listened to. So he has been uh, all the echoes, uh, and sending them to me so that I can listen to them whenever I want.
0: Uh, I didn't
2: realize that type of thing existed.
1: Okay, but that's, like, really cool. So, like, does that mean that, like, like, anything we say, like, you hear all of it?
0: You know what, we should, we'll talk about that after, because I don't want to.
1: No, but think of, like, the possibilities, Silas. I am
0: thinking of the possibilities. The, The name is not good, they need to workshop that, but I, I They're not work.
1: part of Tasker's dream. They don't have that marketing team behind them. Uh,
0: we'll, we'll talk about that now. Uh, let's, uh, uh, Mr. Genbo, how did you get into writing? Let, let's.
2: Oh, well, um, I, I guess my mother uh, got me into writing at a very young age. My, my mother runs a, a preschool uh, in Kornberg. uh, and, uh, gosh, I've, I've been putting pen to paper, uh, uh, longer than I can remember, uh, probably before I could even walk. Um, but specifically, uh, as a writer for the Chronicle, uh, it really came down to, uh, when I left the, uh, Speakers Guild and I joined the Notary Guild and they started sending me out, uh, to all of these uh, enclaves and message stations uh, around uh, the the continent, that uh, I kept meeting interesting people. uh, And I kept seeing uh, amazing things. And so I just started writing them down uh, and sending them off to the Chronicle. And then once I called it the Corners of Corvair, Uh, that really caught the editor's attention, and uh, now I'm published.
0: I will say that that is one of the things I really enjoy about your articles, is that it has a unique perspective to it, and it always seems like the most exciting things are
2: happening to you. Well, I wouldn't say they're happening to me. Uh, They are happening around me.
1: I like reading them. I think you're just good at writing.
2: Oh, thank you, Miss Luffy. Uh, you're you're quite kind. Uh, I I like to think that the, the corners of Corvair isn't about me. It, it, it's about the people who who live there and work there in, in places like like Passage and and Spire and and Zollenberg. Uh That you know, things that the average news reader doesn't hear about all the time. I mean, my editor may call them interesting person stories or flump pieces as he calls them, but to me they're the the most important stories that need to be told.
1: I think that's why we do a lot of the news articles that we do and why we try and highlight just the little things that happen here in Shine because there's always going to be like a big adventurer saving the day out there somewhere. And especially this year that's been so hectic and crazy already where the world feels like it's balancing on a string. It's good to know that there are just normal people still living normal people lives.
0: And I also would like to note that it's just a very different take on everything because we have, pressure Kane who who views everything as an adventure whereas you see the beauty in the day-to-day and it's just a nice
2: different perspective. I have a great deal of respect for Mr. Kane and his work but he does write for the Inquisitive.
1: And the Inquisitive is a perfectly valid and good uh, source of news for all of your Sharn needs.
2: But if you're interested in information from outside the City of Towers, the Chronicle is the way to go.
1: Now, since we did bring up Thresher Kane, um, this is, I suppose, a gift to you, Gambo. Um, we wanted to give you one of our experimental remote broadcasting devices. As you know, um, it's a device that uh, we have in partnership with House V. Arlen that will allow you to essentially sit in the booth with us no matter where in the world you are. So you could be in Carnath uh, enjoying some uh, wonderful cheese, and you could be sitting here in the booth uh, talking to us about all of the wonderful things that you get to experience there.
2: La and lore! What a wonder! Does it operate under the the principle of uh, sympathetic concordance with the moon of Sarania and the, the, uh, the manifest zone here in Sharn.
1: It does a little bit, um, but it also has a lot to do with um, uh, uh, it's, it's similar to the crystal theaters where uh, it's, it's, it's um, recording and then, and then uh, not quite sending. um...
0: It's magic is what it is. I don't understand any of what you're saying, but it is fundamentally magic.
2: I'll I'll try to uh, avoid the temptation of popping it open and seeing how it works. I certainly wouldn't want to uh, damage it in any way. Uh, this is a profoundly generous uh, offer. I I'm I'm overwhelmed.
0: Oh yeah! D- don't open it. We cannot stress enough. Do not open that. We trust you will not open that.
1: Yes, Mr. Silas. Why did he say that weird?
0: Uh, was there anything else we had asked, Gambo?
1: no i think i think that we were gonna give him that and that was
0: and then your dad's stopping by right
1: yeah oh my dad is stopping by because uh he said that he wanted to talk to you because he reads your your articles in the chronicle
2: harlis haskell DeSivis reads my articles and wants to meet me
1: yeah, a lot of us do because you know you wrote in to us that one time, and then uh, we talk about you a lot. Um, not I, here on the echoes all the time, but
2: I, I know. But he, he's he he's an unbound scroll. He uh, he he's one of the ranking
1: members of the house. He I read his book. Oh yeah, I've got like four copies at home.
0: Yeah, he tried to tip with one the other day, and I was not really impressed with it.
2: Did did you think he'd
1: sign my copy?
2: Oh,
0: he will definitely sign it. I know that for a fact. He is a bit of an egotist.
1: No, he's not. He's nice.
2: Well, if he's got a, an ego, I'm I'm certain it's well deserved.
1: Yeah, Silas. Well deserved. Well, thank you so much, Gumbo, uh, for sitting in with well, not sitting in with us, because you're on the other side of a of a wall but and under armed guard yeah heavily armed guards
0: and well we will not be able to come over and see you uh as i did say Alufi's dad will be there to talk to you and hopefully uh that'll be a nice time we can talk through the wall while you're talking to him
1: yeah and for everybody out there who's uh listening to the echoers and enjoying your time on this beautiful far here in Charn or I, I suppose outside of it um if Gambo you happen to be listening later <laughs> um I hope everybody has a wonderful day and to everyone
2: out there just remember the corners of Corvair are the best place to listen out for those echoes of hope
0: It is so weird. He mentioned flum pieces because Kevin was just talking about flums.
1: He was just talking about flums. Like, what's going on with that? No, I That's a weird line. Like, have you seen one? No. Like the tentacles? No.